0: I'm Eric Paul Johnson, and this is the first special Patreon-only episode of Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. In it, I will count down the top 33 ELO singles released in America. Now, this isn't like other top song lists that clutter the internet, where they're ranked by what gets played the most on the writer's iPod. I'm using something harder than my stubborn opinion. The ranking of these songs comes from Billboard's Hot 100 charts. The point system I set up to determine the list goes like this. One point for every week at 100 to 41. Two points for every week at 40 to 31. Three for 20 to 21. Four for 20 to 11. Five for 10 to 6. Six for five to 2. And 10 points for every ELO song that hit number one. Let's not even go there. ELO holds the record for the group with the most top 40 hits in America who never hit number one. It's a knife twisting in the gut of ELO fans and has to be one of the highest crimes against humanity. 25 of the 33 singles they released made the Hot 100. The songs that didn't sell enough to make the list are 10538 Overture, Ma 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 Belle, Boy Blue, Night Rider, So Serious, and When I Was a Boy. Before you say, Ooh, the singles from Zoom made the 100! No, they did not. They were not released as singles to count for sales. Only CD promo copies of All Right and Moment in Paradise were sent out to radio stations. With that out of the way, Let's start the countdown. Number 27. Two of the 33 singles came close to hitting the top 100. The early 80s saw the dimming of the light, from Jeff and in popularity. The last single from Secret Messages was one of the bulbs sparking out on the ship. In October 1983, Stranger only made it to number 105 on the Bubbling Under charts. Looking through the eyes of a stranger. The last single from the previous album, Time, also sputtered out before docking with the Hot 100. Missing the mark by just one point, The Rain Is Falling reached number 101 in January 1982. On point on, every song made it onto the Hot 100 charts. The second single from Secret Messages spent two weeks in the 100 in October 1983, and only managed to slog up to number 86. Coming in at number 25, Four Little Diamonds. Even at the height of ELO's fame, in October 1978, they didn't always hit Chart Gold. Record execs were heavily leaning towards releasing the silly song Jungle from Out of the Blue. Instead, they went with It's Over, which only made it up to number 75. The second single from On the Third Day bombed. Radio stations had no interest in the A-side ma-ma-ma bell. But the B-side caught their interest, and they gave Daybreaker enough airplay to reach number 87 in May 1974. And now we reach the first song on our chart to make the top 40. But barely. Two singles released in America from the album Discovery were as usually successful as the album itself. Eh, two singles were not. This is the first of those singles. In October 1979, Confusion peaked out at number
1: 37. Confusion peaking, it's a
0: Went in a very different direction in 1981. The pop friendly disco y stuff went into the dumper and they diverged into a heavy synth time travel epic theme album. The second song on time was also the second single from it. This was the first single that started ELO's decline in popularity. Making a blip in the top 40 in November 1981 at number 38, Twilight comes in at number 21 in this countdown. 20 is the other single from discovery that failed to live up to sales expectations released in november 1979 last train to london squeaked in at number 39 in late january 1980 Let's The first album was a sales flop, and as far as I'm concerned, an artistic mess of brutal assault on a multi-overdub cello, for which charges are still pending against Roy Wood. When Roy left soon after work started on the second album, it was up to Jeff Lynn and Bev Bevan to carry on with the group. While still rough, Electric Light Orchestra 2 produced one single that went on to greater fame than the chart position it peaked at. It hit the 100 on April 28, 1973, and came so close to being ELO's first Top 40 hit when Rollover Beethoven stalled out at number
1: 42.
0: Number 18 is another ELO song that was barely noticed its first time around. In June 1978, this song got as high as number 35, then fizzled out fast and wallowed in obscurity for another 25 years. Thanks to use in commercials, movies, and even an episode of Doctor Who in 2005, Mr. Blue Sky made a huge resurgence in the early 21st century. The song at number 17 was given two chances to be a top 40 hit, but fell short both times. It first hit the Hot 100 on December 1, 1973, and despite John Lennon's open admiration for the song, it only got up to number 53. Before the release of a new world record, it was released again in July 1976. ELO was considerably more popular three years later, but that still didn't help sell the single. Still though, it came close to duplicating its original chart run. Reaching number 59, I suppose you could say the song was in a showdown with itself. This is another song by Jeff Lynne that was given two chances to be a hit. Its first chance was in 1972, when the pre-ELO group, The Move, put it out as a single. It was the band's only hit in America, if you can call number 93 a hit. Over the years, the song became well-known by other people. When Move and ELO drummer Bev Bevan was asked by a reporter if he ever heard Todd Rundgren's song, Do Ya?, Jeff knew it was time to reclaim the song as his own. A bigger sounding ELO version was released from the album A New World Record and got up to number 24 on April 2, 1977. The 80s were not kind to ELO. Albums were few and far between, Jeff lost the passion for the band, and just to fill contractual obligations, the band belched up one last album in 1986. The album didn't make the charts, but one single did. And it was the last time any ELO song made it into the Hot 100. Calling America got as high as number 18 on April 5, 1986, and lands at number 15 on this list. This song started out strong, and looked like another major hit for ELO at a time when that was becoming a rarity. It debuted on the Hot 100 at number 57. The next week, jumped 13 to number 44. Hit the Top 40 at number 39. The next week, it was the biggest moving song on the 40, jumping nine slots to number 30. Then things slowed down, and it eventually stalled out at number 19 in August 1983, before dropping out of the Top 100 entirely three weeks later. Of the top 33 most popular singles by ELO, Rock and Roll as King comes in at number 14.
1: She rolled over bed hoping that she gave Tchaikovsky
0: strangers to movies. Their songs were used in the 1977 movie Joyride and the 1976 porny Ecstasy in Blue. But those movies used songs from previous ELO albums. Xanadu was the first and only movie that ELO ever recorded songs specifically for a film. The first ELO single from the soundtrack was also the first song in the movie and got up to number 16 in July 1980. On this list, I'm Alive comes in at number 13. Jeff Flynn is a master song smither. He can make the danciest disco songs, the catchiest pop songs, the rockiest rock songs, and the dreamiest love songs. This song got to number 14 on May 22, 1976, and wound up not only in a movie 40 years later, but as the title of the film. Just shows the lasting strange magic of ELO. may be the most mogiest ELO song to hit the American Top 40. ELO's keyboardist Richard Tandy is a synth wizard who's created authentic sounding telephone rings to an elaborate cityscape of the late 21st century. The nimbleness of his fingers can play beautiful piano pieces or create hypnotic synth riffs. But he doesn't play the bass Moge on this song. He does some synth work on it, but the prominent bass Moge synthesizer is played by Jeff Lynne. Turn to Stone hit the chart on November 19, 1977, and got up to number 13 on February 4, 1978, making it the 11th most popular ELO song. we're into the top 10 most popular ELO songs according to the Billboard Pop Chart. Number 10! Xanadu's awfulness is legendary. However, the movie gained an audience of fans as time went on. But even people who like it agree that it is a bad movie. And that's where Xanadu's charm lies. Buried Under the Doggy-Doo of Xanadu is a movie so bad that it's good. The one thing everyone does agree on, though, is that the music was better than the movie. At number 10 on our list is a song from Xanadu that reached number 13 on October 1980. From a movie Jeff Lynne has never watched because of its reputation of being a rotten flicker, this is all over the world. song from an album that changed everything about ELO. From style to sales, this is the album that turned the band from a low-selling avant-garde prog group to a superstar hit machine, and an insult from Jeff's dad was all it took. During an argument, things got heated, and Jeff's dad said to him, you know why your songs don't sell? Because they have no bloody tune to them. In a fit of, oh yeah, I'll show you whose songs have no tune, Jeff Lynn wrote the song that broke ELO to a much wider audience. It hit the Hot 100 on December 21, 1974, and became their first of many Top 40 hits. It got to number 9 on March 15, 1975, and coincidentally, Can't Get It Out Of My Head ranks as the ninth most popular ELO song. <laughs> Up next is a song so good that Huey Lewis and the News appropriated sections from it to give them their first Top 40 hit. To add insult to compliment, Huey's altered rendition was a bigger hit by 10 points. Do You Believe in Love got to number 7 in the spring of 1982, while Sweet Talk and Woman peaked out at number 17 in April 1978. To the world, people will read whatever they want into it, no matter how far from the mark the meaning of the song you wrote was. I thought the song was about suicide, as in, don't do it. Others thought it was a pro life, anti abortion message, and someone told Jeff that he thought it was about a dog, all way off the mark. Jeff Lynn said the song is about love, as if it's a living thing. First charting at number 88 on October 23, 1976 and topping out at number 13 in January 1977, Livin' Thing is at number 7. goers weren't the only ones who had a bad experience with Xanadu. Jeff Lynn did, too. Making music for a movie is different than making your own albums. People involved with the production of the movie are always butting into the music end with notes and direction for how they want a certain song to sound to match the mood of certain scenes. That kind of nitpicking can get annoying when you've been self-writing and self-producing your own albums for over 13 years. While that may have been annoying, Jeff said he did enjoy working with Olivia Newton-John on the number six song. Hitting the Hot 100 on August 10th, 1980, and reaching number eight in October, this is Xanadu. From 1977 to 1980, ELO had achieved superstar status. When Discovery was released in 1979, the first two singles stormed the charts and dominated radio airplay. They were so popular that a video album was made for Discovery. Every song on the album had their own separate video. And this song had two videos. The version on the album started with a spooky Arabian scene, then showed the band performing in an elaborate TV studio, with backdrops and visual effects. The other standalone video had the band doing the single version in the recording studio. The song debuted high on the Hot 100, coming in at number 57 on May 19, 1979. And getting up to number 8 in July, Shine A Little Love settles in at number
1: 5.
0: number four song was ELO's first international hit. They'd had hit singles in England, hit singles in America, but never at the same time. What sold well in England bombed in America, and vice versa. This song broke that trend, and did really well in many other countries. Pretty good trick for a song Jeff wrote in 30 minutes as a filler track for the Face the Music album. Evil Woman debuted at number 87 on the Hot 100 chart on November 15, 1975. It spent two weeks at number 10 in February
1: 1976.
0: Nothing lasts forever but the earth and sky and silly putty and chart-topping pop music fame is extra fleeting. To make it last for six years and rack up 15 top 40 hits in that time is quite a feat. This song marks the end of a hit-making era. After this stayed at number 10 for two weeks in October 1981, hits became very few and far between for ELO. But this is a good song to go out on. At number 3, it's Hold On Tight. Hold
1: on tight to your dreams
0: Hatched the idea for this episode. I fully expected this to be number one. It was their highest-charting single in America, so it would be no surprise if it topped this list. But after some contabulating, mathificating, adifying, and rechecking, it turned out my suspectificationing was all wrong. This song should have been ELO's first number one single in America. It debuted on the Hot 100 way up at number 41 on August 4, 1979, the highest debut of the week. The next week, it was the highest-debuting song on the top 40. Most songs making their first appearance on the 40 are in the 30s or low 20s. This song came in at number 18. Two weeks later, it was in the top 10, where it stayed for six weeks, camping out at number four for two weeks in September before falling. It hurts ELO fans to be so close to a number one song. But it's understandable when you consider the band's competition in the fall of 1979 was Earth, Wind & Fire, Sheik, The Charlie Daniels Band, and The Knack. So since it got higher than any other ELO song, why isn't it number one? As fast as the song warped up the chart, it plummeted just as quickly. Three weeks after falling out of the top ten, it was off the 40 completely. At one point dropping from number 13 to number 39. At number two? ELO's highest charting single in America, Don't Bring Me Down. You got me number one. It's number one for sort of the same reason that Don't Bring Me Down was number two. It's not the highest charting ELO song. It stayed at number seven in the last week of September 1977 and the first week of October 1977. But it made its first appearance on the chart on June 11th 1977 and didn't fall off until November. That's almost six months, half of 1977, 17 of those weeks in the top 40 the song charted for so long that Jet had to wait for the single to start sinking before they could release the next ELO album, something the record company did not see coming. They thought it would go up the chart, then down the chart. But when the next album was done, pressed, and ready to ship, the single was still rising up the chart. So, the song that held up the release of Out of the Blue, and the number one most popular single by the Electric Light Orchestra...
1: Well, Artie, give them a fanfare!
0: telephone line. Most popular singles in America by the Electric Light Orchestra, as ranked by Billboard magazine's Hot 100 chart. This has been a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted of Deli Meats Amalgamated. I'm Eric Paul Johnson, and thank you very much for paying ten dollars for this episode. And I hope I made this special Patreon-only episode of Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, worth your ten bucks.